before we start the show, we'd like to let you know that our Patreon page and the bonus patron-only episodes are launching <laughs> this week. This week. This week. You can access this weekly extra content for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Head over to patreon.com slash three in the pink to watch our campaign launch video. We're looking sweet. We're looking cute. And choose a reward tweer. <laughs> choose a reward queer. <laughs> choose a reward tier that suits you. Tana. And I'm Roma Vuk, RV. This week on the show, we're going to talk about Amber Rudd's resignation and her new replacement. Yes. Sad Jack. Sad Jack. boy. We're right, also right. going to talk about Kanye being back on Twitter. What do we expect of celebrities and their forays into politics? We're also going to do a little review of the new Kanye tracks. Shoop or not. Shoop de whoop. Uh, we've also got the patron, Patreon-only show this week where we're going to talk about incel, the involuntary celibate men's rights movement. So you have but you to got to go subscribe for that you shit. you got to subscribe yeah. for that shit, I'm afraid. Exclusive. Exclusive. I'm sure you want to hear those hot takes. But They're first hot. of all, Scorching. we're going to talk about Amber Rudd. That, I'm sorry, but she is a fucking she's she's a just fit bitch. bitch. She's a fit bitch. <laughs> she Let's looks like that sort of ratty little teacher at school that just hates children and you don't really understand why they ever became a teacher except the school is the whole country. Yeah. Mm, and mm. her class is the home, the home office. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Where do we even want to begin? Where do we start? Where so she resigned... Begin? All the Windrush stuff happened, but the funny thing is she actually resigned over the fact that she apparently claims that she did not know that the Home Office had uh, immigration targets. She thought that they were just achievable goals. She's still denying that she she ever saw that memo. She says she inadvertently misled. It's like, bitch, okay, you're in charge of the Home Office. There were so many memos. You had so many opportunities. And what I think is funny is that it kind of... If she had just admitted that she knew she had them, that is defendable. Like, that would make sense that Tory policy has those goals. But the fact that she says she didn't even know about it. It happened under Labour, too. Should we just briefly say what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, girl. So, um, there was a leaked letter, um, which leaked to the press, which revealed that uh, Amber Rudd, or she... She claims that she didn't see it, but it reveals that she aimed to increase the number of enforced removals, um, that is, of migrants, by more than 10%. So there was, like, a target. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a quota that they were wanting to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this whole scandal and while <coughs> this was all unfolding, she'd been she'd continually denied that that would ever happen. Yeah, and yeah. then... Um, there's a list. There's a list on the Guardian of like a list of her apologies. <laughs> five, one after that first incident, and then the third is like 
she go she says well i thought there were internal suggested targets but not specific targets she said there was lies and fairy tales yeah she kind of there was kind of there was a version of that but not the kind of specific ones and, and, and specific targets and those that, that may have ended up in her office she didn't actually read and then uh the guardian were like boom bitch there's a letter, which she still... She's, she's isn't it still signed saying, at the end? Yeah. She signed it. She's kind of throwing her cabinet under the bus. It's like, if you don't read the memos, it's kind of or, your fault. I mean, or she's protecting Theresa May. So she is... She's end? taking the... Well, she's taking the blow on this Windrush thing for Theresa May, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's Theresa she's May's in, policies. It is. Theresa Imagine May is... sacrificing herself for trees, for big trees. For big Theresa. I mean, this... this <laughs> Theresa. Big Theresa. The kind of PR sc- scramble that always follows something like this has been the Tories, well, appointing a person of colour mm. who is urging the minority community to kind of trust the Tories again and um, trust right that they've got this covered. Jeff. He was the um, housing and uh, communities um, minister. So he was dealing with Grenfell. Mm. Yeah. Um, wonder- did a wonderful job really on that. <laughs> so I have a good feeling about his career. In I feel the very office. confident about this sad job. Right. I, it's really hard to say his name. That's not racist. Sajid Javi. It's because it's like, of the, it's it's the accident. It's the, yeah. Same, yeah. it's the same word twice. It's like a palindrome. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, I'm like, what's the word? It is, yeah. For what it is. Saj also, Jav. I mean, his brother. Let's just call him Saj Jav. Yeah. He's like, he's got his tongue Sajav. right up Margaret Thatcher's bum. I kind oh, of yeah, don't really does. care if I make fun of his name. I'm not being funny. Yeah, so uh, one of the articles. He, he, his he his bums heroes off are Thatcher and Ayn Rand. Yes, he queen. bums off Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> we he need does. to. I need to. I want to bring that back from school when people used to say bums off her. He yeah. does. He, does. Bum he fucking that bums too. off. That so show. Rudd has has she. Yes, she's done a ruddy, bloody bad job. Windrush has been like a, a surprising. I, I mean, there has been movement on the left for months, years, trying to get some uh, recognition paid to the hostile environment policy, which was pretty brazenly implemented mm. and talked about by Theresa May. If you look at the clips from when she was Home Secretary, and she's talking very brazenly about um, we want to create ho- literally across hostile environment for these, for illegal They called immigrants. it that. We like, need to yeah. make it so that the, the, this place is unlivable for them, blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, she, make the UK that has really been a flagship Tory, a flagship Theresa May policy yeah. that has backfired really badly, arguably because uh, she's been overdue for a big scandal post Grenfell. I mean, on the plus side, they the were successful in creating a hostile environment. They were. It's very hostile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you did what you wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the racist bus, you know, that bus, yeah. like text home and oh, fuck off, yeah. whatever. <laughs> text fuck off. To <laughs> your, <laughs> to fuck your off. Mom. Uh, and yeah, she's, she's, she is under a lot of fire for it, but Amber Rudd is taking a lot of the... Mm. the much the same way that Theresa May is taking a lot of the hate, the bile directed mm. at the Tory party. They're using her as like a buffer. Yeah. Especially post the election, they were just like throwing her under the bus over mm. and over again, as opposed to admitting... My top is inside out. Admitting that uh, it was obviously a, a they Tory should have thrown her under the issue. bus, which had those fucking texts. Yeah, the racist. Yeah, the racist. <laughs> Throw um, her under that bus, because then the whole thing can set aflame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, they, uh, but but 
it is her policy. And yeah. Amber, yeah. Um, Amber has just been the human she, shield. She actually is, though, because the, what they'll do is they'll replace her with a Sad more PR-friendly guy, which yeah. they already have done, yeah. and they will distract the attention away. And I mean, hopefully... The left are calling for this to be the start of a more humane environment in yeah. immigration policy because right now, I mean, uh, we'll talk about Savjav later or whatever. Savjav. <laughs> talk about Savjav <laughs> later. But to, to talk about like the, the genuine like destruction this has wreaked on people's yeah. lives, people losing jobs, missing funerals, being deported, yeah. children, being made homeless, grandchildren of Windrush Can, people yeah. uh, not getting passports because their grandparents don't have the documents. I mean, it is easy to forget, just like Alma Rudd did, that you know, the individual cases, if yeah. you're not like paying attention to this yeah. stuff, but it is fucking disgusting. Yeah. And it's um it she the whole fucking government <laughs> Theresa May should if Theresa May doesn't resign soon then we should all be out on mm. the fucking streets because this has been a fucking disastrous couple yeah. of years yeah. for her I and, think. and uh, this this is I'd like to think that they don't kind of slick slickly slide their way back into the good books of yeah the population. Does, this, they this, are good at PR the yeah. Tories have always been really good at PR <clears> but at the same time. There's Brexit, there's Grenfell, there's the economy, there's Corbyn's rise and the belief that there is a viable left alternative, and there's now the Windrush thing, which is surprisingly, given how many discussions there are about immigration post-Brexit and the idea that English people just want to cleanse the country or whatever, the general public, the consensus in the public, polling wise is incredibly sympathetic towards the Windrush mm. people arguably does, because they are the good that's what I was going to say we it does about. it does yeah, make me the hard working yeah, yeah the whole thing makes mm. me a little bit uncomfortable because I know that it's often stressed and when people speak about it as well even like people like Owen Jones were saying like you know there's British as you and me yeah. like we have to we feel <laughs> the need to, to stress that, that. Yeah. like yeah. they were born here or you know, we have to kind of justify and um, really define their Britishness as yeah. a quality that makes them... That is definitely yeah. why, because the Windrush holds a pretty significant place in the British national consciousness. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And it's, a, it's usually a good one. Even even kind of conservatives will admit, mm. for some reason, there was like a grey area for the sort of South Asian and Jamaican migrants that came over yeah. in the 60s. Mm. There's a certain, like, you know, hardworking mentality, this sort of, this kind of benign benevolence that we impose upon them yeah. um what i think that this we can do from this though is use the awareness of windrush to talk about the other wider immig- uh, issues of immigration the, the the quote bad migrants the ones who don't uh the asylum seekers the refugees the people who um are mm. here under more trying circumstances and to extend the empathy and the humanity shown to the windrush generation to people who genuinely need refuge asylum migration mm. status here yeah. more than we can realize i think there is a discussion happening about immigration outside of the windrush thing yes. it's a bit heartening and people are actually talking about what it means to be an immigrant to be british what kind of because ultimately i think even people on the left are worried about making a moral argument mm. for anything because it's very easy it's seen as very easy to to deconstruct that with facts and logic and reason, the things that are supposed to be bastions of the right. But actually, uh, it's a moral argument and we shouldn't be afraid of saying that this is about humanity and morality, as well as, yes, stats, and they contribute to the economy and they pay more in tax and they don't claim benefits as much as people think and all those things. There is also the humanity of the situation and, and maybe this will be a chance to reconsider how we 
how we fundamentally think about mm. people attempting to gain status here, yeah. immigration status here. I think the the problem with the whole sort of good uh, the sort of good migrant thing, you know, you hear Owen Jones and stuff espousing it, but it kind of, in a way, masks. Uh, it kind of allows people like Amber Rudd and Theresa May to sort of say that you know, these goals are not sort of reflective of an institutionalized racism mm. because. Mm. Yeah, you know, exactly. and it allows them to say that and kind of have this separation from what their goals actually mean, kind of on the on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a like a, it trickles down. You know, Theresa May sets these goals. She's kind of completely separate from the idea that this is eventually it's it's you know it's tumbling down. As it tumbles down, it gets you know heavier and heavier. And then you've got the people at the bottom in the cabinets having to meet these numbers, and it does end up just creating well a hostile environment, but a hostile environment created from institutional racism because at the end of the day. It's yeah. It's going to be uh, those like BME, BAME members yeah, of the I UK mean... that are going to suffer. And I think that it's quite short sighted and shows a kind of lack of connection to reality for Amber Rudd and yeah. Theresa May to say that these two things are in no way connected when yeah. they quite clearly are. Mm. I mean, the, the, the hope that they're going to um, be, uh, they're going to learn from this and be progressive in the future is dampened by by Sajid Javid's record, voting record, mm. where I'm just going to list some things that he's voted for. Yeah. He voted to make it an offence to rent a house to someone without a right to live here. He voted against banning detention centres uh, for pregnant people and against more accountability and guidance to be taken on detaining highly vulnerable migrants. He voted to make it a criminal offence to rent to rent house drive or work if you don't have the right to do those in this country so if you're here because you're an asylum seeker you don't have status yet and you try and work to make money um or live somewhere so you're not living on the street that's an imprisonable offense uh he voted for that he voted for the power to deport people before they've had the chance to appeal on human rights bases and he voted for additional checks by banks and building societies when people immigrants seeming people try and set mm. up an account and he voted to repeal the Human Rights Act. <coughs> and he voted to restrict legal aid for people. I, who are, are you so self-hating? I would, I would say that his moral satnav is broken. <laughs> <laughs> Sad job has yeah. no satnav. <laughs> I also think it's really important that in all of this to to mention that there are you know the English local elections are on Thursday, yeah. and this does seem like a really kind of jaded last minute grab to kind of turn around you know the negative press of the Windrush generation you know put a brown man son of immigrants Mm. in a role that's never had you know a Muslim in there before and it um, luckily everyone's or, kind of digging up yeah. his past he yeah. also is you know saying, and hopefully they're saying... going to clear that because it's it's not yeah. realistic to actually believe that you're going to turn people's opinions around with him because I mean people are he he said he they got him saying about Windrush that I thought that could be my parents. yeah that could be me mm. yeah did you know that <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I read this earlier in some in some blog thing but the, one of the one of the votes recently was to uh, restrict legal aid to people, so, or and mm-hmm. to not allow appeals. Uh, that is, but that's significant because fifty percent of Home Office decisions are reversed are reversed uh, after an appeal, mm-hmm. which means if you if you remove mm. the half, they're forcibly obviously the law you know yeah. can't justify. So if you take away the right to appeal effectively or the yeah. right to access legal aid and therefore facilitate an appeal, you're you you're you can you're not going to have to renege on any of your 
like frankly illegal decisions because yeah. if 50 percent of these decisions are being reversed then they must be unlawful yeah. which i find really terrifying no. <laughs> like so yeah also sav Zatnav's brother is <laughs> the chief superintendent of the west midlands police Pigs. which i just think is another gross little i mean that that family is drinking the white kool-aid yeah. jesus christ yeah. I mean, so because it didn't he say that mm. his father came to this country with just one pound yeah one That's pound. Like, That's i bullshit. don't i don't but I what bureau do de change not... is gonna get touched on the the english elections it might be worth mentioning what is that website that you were saying about earlier if you live in england my nearest marginal.com google it uh you can find your nearest um unseat the tories uh location campaign location so you can go and unseat the tories Mm. yeah if you're in Uh, scotland you've got to wait until 2022 if you're in wales you've got to wait until god knows when (laughs) unseat them by just pulling the seat out while they go to sit down yeah and then they fall on the floor place them with a brown thatch right yeah i i find um he was the former parliamentary private secretary to george osborne just saying just saying a thatcher devotee he looks like a client one of your clients. Yeah. He's got them dead like eyes. Yeah. I imagine they've got like that you kind would of have to. He's in the dark. Oh, uh, the... He's in the sunken place. He's More in that later. Yeah. <laughs> we could use that as a segue. Speaking of the sunken place. Well, before we get into the sunken place. Fine. Support for Three in the Pink comes from listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your Patreon patronage for as little as one US dollar per month helps keep the show going and provide an alternative, accessible voice in leftist political and cultural discussion. That's us. If you'd like to sign up and show your support, as well as receive all of our exclusive Patreon content, including an entire extra weekly episode, head over to patreon.com slash three in the pink. That's three, the word, in the pink. Now back to the show. So Kanye West is back on Twitter this week. So many people that I know have already blocked the word. Got to say I'm the illest because I'm suffering from realness. (laughs) He's still suffering with that realness. He's he's suffering. He's afflicted with it. Yeah, he needs a cream for that or something. (laughs) (laughs) Really, it's really back, really flaring up. I've got. That's why I put the hat on his head to cover up the rash. We're gonna, (laughs) y'all are gonna be suffering for realness after this hot, this series of hot takes. Mm. Because goddamn, am I sick of people on Twitter and their fucking Kanye opinions, of which I suppose I'm adding to right now. But Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Well, I think it's important that that we we maybe like compare and contrast because I think in the past, you know, we've in private had lots of conversations about. Uh, people kind of calling Kanye crazy previously when mm. in reality it's uh, the kind of like radical act black. of self-love and people aren't used to seeing that from a black man <clears throat> but I think that um, it's important to kind of look at that and then look at what's happening in the present day you know you've got people like Azalea Banks are having this the same problem you know people calling her crazy mm-hmm. 
when she's probably just confident. Maybe she's a I'm crazy, not saying she's a gold digger, but <laughs> she's not. <laughs> but I mean, if you compare, you know, old Kanye, old Bush doesn't care about black people, mm, Kanye. Yeah. And then you think about where he is now. Also, some of the lyrics on New Slaves are like some of his songs. Anyway, go on. The Wokest. Some of them, sorry, Yeah. 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 Sorry, but I do you think that off. although, you know, you don't want to say that Kanye West is crazy, which is fair enough. I've got a quote from Audre Lorde here saying, Caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it's self-preservation. Self-care. And that is an act of political warfare. And I feel oh, like that, that could not perhaps apply to old Kanye, but what about new MAGA hat-wearing Kanye? Is, <gasps> it's a fucking we still, stunt. But do you not think that, that that's kind of a bit generous? Um, I think that every, pre-every album release, Kanye does some bonkers shit. Everyone talks about it. He tweets out nonsense. He says inflammatory stuff. He sort of supports shit ideas without really supporting them. And then he releases a fire album and everyone forgets about it because he's not really committing himself to anything, really. Worst comes to the worst. Kanye is an entertainer, Mm a supremely talented entertainer who's thought about politics for a grand total of 35 seconds, has noticed that Trump is also an entertainer and has... Just recognize that fact mm. as as. Uh, but he's also uh, very influential, and Donald Trump, you know, is I espousing don't... like dangerous ideas. I think that's where my problem comes into it. It's not so much whether or not Kanye is going to be, kind of doing crazy shit. It's about the fact that he's, you know, he's supporting someone that's espousing dangerous ideas, and he has a large support base of his own that he can influence. I, I... the thing is, is that when people have. Criticize him. Nobody Kanye changes about their this. vote based on what a pop star thinks. When people, I mean, maybe they do. When people talk age, but... about um, criticize Kanye using the, that very argument, mm. for him, it's very much like you are trying to um, curtail Control my my free speech, my, my, my free speech, and my free thought. Yeah, I mean, um, he his he his worldview or his outlook is very much like by looking at the other side then i'm unifying people yeah, and yeah, i'm i'm bringing true. the love back narcissism yeah he's bringing this like the this idea of you know i he he he's even like almost credited himself for like reinventing the make america great again statement he's like i'm adding i'm taking that and i'm i'm injecting it with like love and hope yeah and, and glory. The thing is, he says that, but has what has he actually done to do that? Oh, he's just put the hat on. Yeah, he's put the hat on, and he's saying that he's he's changing what it means. Yeah, but he hasn't actually done anything. No, you but know, why he's do we talking ex- about it, but he's not showing it. He's. Why but, do we? Why? It doesn't go be deeper beyond him just going love, love, love. But yeah. the whole reason that we're talking about this and why Twitter's obsessed with this, the internet's obsessed with this, is the reason like a a percentage of the reason why Trump is in the White House and why politics is in the state that it's in and why we can, we're obsessed with entertainment and and celebrity and we cannot talk about politics in a real, that's why there's, in a real policy. That's why the president is a celebrity now. The president is a celebrity and we are, we we are obsessed with um, politics needing to have this celebrity sheen on it now because mm. we don't want to think about the boring nitty gritty of yeah. policy. And it's, absolute, it's absolutely politi- a marketing thing it's as well. A politi- like, it's a marketing thing. We're that, all talking like, yeah. about it. The le- the liberals are outraged. Mm. The rights the right is. Um, is is sort of excited and like, mm. ah, he's on my side. Mm. Then they're conflicted because then he's also saying that Emma Gonzalez is his hero, mm. the one of the um, gun teens who yeah. are saving the world or whatever the yeah. fuck and it's it's Kanye it's what Kanye's always done he may arguably be 
you know, obsessed with money, not very thoughtful about politics, mm. not responsible about his quote, you know, his his like reach or his fans or whatever. But I think we need to not think about people as these kind of droves who follow the the whims of celebrities. I think I think it's a lot of performative outrage. I think it's a lot of I mean, <clears throat> there are <sighs> I mean, it's so Kanye. Every time this, every time he releases an album, so this happens, mm. and everyone's like, "How dare he!" But part of me is like, "This is so Kanye to pit people against each other and bullshit and stir shit." And you know, he's re- but usually he does that coming from a place that I can kind of understand. But I think this time I just don't. I don't get it. Like I don't really get what the end game is. I don't really get what he's achieving. I mean, there is the fact that he is a a supremely wealthy. Uh, man he's just going down the oj route. who likes maybe and if he did Full white assimilation yeah i mean you know some people are like finally we can talk about how kanye's music's never really been that good but i there is a bigger argument about what we should feel about celebrities political affiliations mm. I think those and, two and things I, are so intrinsically linked now i don't know can you is there ever going to be a point where we can really unlink those two i, I mean, guess yeah i'm I as feel far back quite as, like you got Ronald yeah. Reagan in the White House. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's a that new a thing, and it's now you know popular culture is so accessible, and and those two things are kind of so conjoined yeah. that where do we draw the line? Do we draw a line? How? I think that people should take a note about the scale of the outrage and the response and what it's bringing out of people. I think they should take and maybe think about why something would have that big of an impact. Is it really about doing? Uh, the best thing for the best number of people is it really about changing the world for the better or is it about a false sense of betrayal because we hitched our wagon to a mentally Mm. potentially mentally unstable rapper who Mm. who has never proclaimed to be a political authority on anything really outside of trolling yes he makes he can he's capable of making potent political statements he's also not because he's not a politician and I understand, obviously I understand how, you know, when someone, the, the sort of weird heart someone that you feeling, like someone and you like admire, says something yeah, shitty, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, I guess the he has, holds a lot of personal significance for certain people. He does, he does yeah. for me, I've, yeah. I've followed, I mean, I love him, I've, been, I've followed his career for mm. forever, or, it's, yeah. you know, um, mm. I imagine I just, there's probably a lot of people, like, from, you know, back yeah. in the day, back home, like, in Chicago, who are probably quite personally affected by it, and obviously i'm not really like personally affected by it It just seems like a bizarre term it's it's it's, i think as well that kanye holds particular significance with people because he's um of our time one of the first people in in rap to Mm. be as vulnerable as he was he Um, he started yeah he's yeah he started that whole thing there's a reason we have drake and yeah 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 um and also, I think Bush doesn't just, care about black people. Was, was, was radical, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. and the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. became a really interesting dissection of race and culture because yeah. yeah. you had this pure virginal, virginal yeah. white woman, blonde, and then the angry black man yeah. coming and taking what was rightfully hers. Always been Team Kanye on that, oh, not yeah. Taylor Swift, but. I mean, I do understand, obviously, I do understand why this is upsetting for people or why it's annoying or why he, of course he should know better. Of course he shouldn't support Donald fucking Trump. Mm. But, you you know, these people are in a different sort of stratosphere. But they're also, he's not, maybe he is crazy. I mean, I have, I've read good things about how you shouldn't just dismiss him as being crazy. Um, But he is a very knowing um, 
PR operator and he yeah. does sort of know how to stoke the flames before he uh, releases something mm. and he knows part he'll talk in interviews about how he knows that's what people want from Kanye yeah. you know they don't want to see him like they want to see him be contradictory be weird be crazy yeah. mm. and you know stoke the kind of the 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 flames about the debate about whether he's crazy whether he's yeah. a genius I mean that sort of rise to, to fame and fortune would drive most people probably I mean, crazy yeah. like, in the sense that all rich people are bonkers yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy and a lot of rich people are bonkers and they already started from a fairly well off place so yeah. to come from nothing and to just be you know, one of the most powerful voices in in culture. Mm. Is, it think, probably yeah. would drive most people crazy. I don't think. It, I also think it doesn't necessarily drive you crazy. But in order to want to be that successful, you have to be it's a little yeah. bit insane. The kinds of people who crave that kind of power are not like Chris Rock's got that bit about um, being president and how mm. you have to be crazy to yeah, be like yeah. I'm going to be president. to want to be to want to be president. Do that. I don't know many yeah. people who want to be like famous, famous. Yeah, yeah. And the couple that do are not well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that and level of narcissism speaks to quite a lot of sort of insecurity of as mm. well. But it's not new for artists to be narcissistic. No. You have to care a lot about your in, your person. You're in. You're in a. Um, complexity you're in a turmoil your pain you're you have to care a lot about what you think mm. and feel and put it out into the world and have people empathize with it you have to be a sort of egotistical person to do that as i was saying earlier to that guy that ego is an is an important thing we shouldn't be wanting to get rid of ego but we should be wanting to utilize its positive things ego is what motivates you and gets you doing stuff and 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 often you know it's just it's like it's like masculinity it's when it becomes toxic or something that's when it's the issue i think i've just realized exactly what kanye needs he needs a good long trip like a like he needs a trip balls no really do you know what i mean because if if you know like the whole ego death thing oh okay i think if he experienced his connection (laughs) to the universe and people and history uh, I think that it might humble him. Maybe, yeah. Maybe give him a bit of perspective. I think everyone like should he... trip balls at least once. Mm. I haven't yet. Maybe, like you said, he's trying. What he thinks he's doing is bridging these these gaps in American culture. Um, I do think we need to do so much better about <laughs> our expectations of celebrities. Although I do yeah. understand. I mean, we do put no them on a we put them it. on a pedestal mm. because uh, because of the personal significance that they hold to us, mm. but also because so many of them are now especially with things like twitter and stuff they are much more open mm-hmm. about their politics yeah. and that uh, and we can say that that's uh marketing and you know we've seen it with pop feminism we see it with people figures like beyonce mm. and i kind of think know. that i sorry i cut you up no that, that was it oh. um i kind of think that um i there's part of me that finds it sort of funny or you know fine when when things like this happen, when when can people people uh, have these kinds of views, only because I'm so sick of like liberal celebrities. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this wasn't surprising to me. No, no, no I wasn't like, surprised no. at all. Um, but people, I mean, so if disappointing. you disappointing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <sighs> I just, I, I I think it's fine. I think he's gonna. I think his albums are going to be. I think this will all be forgotten about. Yeah. And I, I think, I think if as long as Dragon Power. I mean, I do kind. Of, <laughs> I do kind of as much as I don't want people to hitch their genuine personal politics because we live in a culture where 
um, most people's perception of politics is the media consumption. It's where is the love? Yeah, it's it, no, it's like yeah, it's like what what should I find it? When I was at school, and the, the deputy head was like doing uh, assembly, and he referenced that song, and he was like, "Children hurt and even dying." What's <laughs> 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 the lyric? <laughs> What's the lyric? Children hurt and you hear them crying. Oh, it's not that far off. It's not that far off, but the it's idea old. that it's like, and children, even they're even crying. crying. Children <laughs> crying. But don't do that in the West. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just, we shouldn't, we're, we're obsessed with uh, celebrity because we have, we feel like we have no control over politics yeah. and over the wider culture. So we get obsessed with people that do. Mm. And um, we, don't believe in anything spiritually anymore. Mm. So these people are like kind of God family figures to us. Yeah. We get really personally upset when they do things wrong. Um, having said that, I do mm. think that part, um, celebrities are using their platforms to genuinely advocate for real change. Mm. I would argue even people like Russell Brand do that. Even if you disagree with what he says, he's, he's not just virtue signaling. Like he's using yeah. a no, lot of his energy. No, but people like take... Russell Brand are different from like pop stars. <laughs> like, pe- yeah, people from, they're different from people like Kanye and they're different from people like Lady Gaga who also like espouse these kind of uh, concepts about this really vague, you know, sheen of like love. Let's yeah. just put rainbows and sparkles <laughs> and everything. Yeah, like, it doesn't mean anything. That, yeah, that, and it uh, does not mean anything. I was, was born this see, way. Did you see? Did you see that bit when uh, Lady Gaga was like? Um, speaking doing a talk with the Dalai Lama it was really <laughs> fucking yeah. weird and she was like Dalai Lama like, who's this bitch yeah I, I, I feel mean, like that but motherfucker he does like talk to everyone these days yeah and, yeah and she was just like we need more kindness in the world in this day yeah. you know we need more kindness and, and everyone's just like yeah, yeah and then that video gets shared yeah uh, you know and everyone's like love 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 and, and meanwhile policy remains the same yeah. Yeah. yeah because the reality of it is that political campaigning and protesting and policy and and all the work that comes with activism yeah. is hard, hard and boring yeah. and slow yeah whereas liking tweets and um slack division <laughs> and, and and hitching your wagon to incredibly powerful successful people who want who don't give a shit about you yeah. is a lot easier and it's more satisfying and Instant gratification. You know, yeah. It's, I think it's important to remember as well that Kanye is a huge capitalist. Mm. Yeah, of course. And that shouldn't surpri- surprise anyone. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of kind of left lefties want to kind of just believe that any given rapper is going to be on the left. But he is a huge capitalist. Mm. There's I mean, kind of no getting around that. It's a part of the kind of culture, though. Of, yeah. And, 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 and Trump, but the, yeah, I mean, Trump has like it. absolutely jumped on it as like an opportunity to. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Did he put the C with the C capitalized or not? Uh, no, I don't oh, think I don't so. Know. But it's funny enough with the declaration. Well, cool. I mean, Very the whole cool. thing is funny. How could you not like that? It's like at a, that pa- shit? a pantomime. How could you truly like get upset about that? Yeah. You know, we've just talked about Windrush and the forcible removing of British citizens and. All of these genuinely troubling political concerns, but Kanye's like dick being in Trump's mouth is not, it's just not up there. I'm excited for his album. I'm excited for the four album. Well, I'm calling it banger season. That brings <laughs> us nicely onto the, to the, the media arena. I have a funny Speaking feeling we're, we're going to disagree on some things here. <laughs> um, so Kanye's posted two tracks on uh, KanyeWest.com. One of them is Lift, Lift Yourself. Yourself. 
uh, which samples Amnesty's <laughs> Liberty, and then there's Yay versus the People, which features Ti, and samples the Four Top Seven Rooms of Gloom. That's how. Now, the Ship de Boop Boop, which is Lift Yourself, featuring Amnesty Amnesty sample. We've discussed this, okay? Yes, it's a bop, but I am so bored, honestly, right, of tracks these days that are a bop, but the reason that they're a bop is just because they're sampling a good song That's from the true, 70s. That's not you add a fat beat. But like, literally, that sounds like something that I made on SoundCloud two years ago. You just speed it up a bit, you kind of chop it, and yeah, you put a beat under not, it. You it's, sound like it is a bop. It is a bop, but it's not bop because of anything that he has done. Yeah. Like, to be fair, all that he has done is put a beat under it and gone shoop de whoop de whoop I just, it doesn't impress me. I'll enjoy it if I'm out and it's on, but... I agree with it you. It doesn't Listen, blow my mind. You're yeah. going to put two songs out there and you're going to come on the internet again with all of these inflammatory statements like I want something good at the end of it this and I, I you know me. you know I love a good sample but mm. a sample has to be intelligently done mm-hmm. for yeah. it to make it to create something new and yeah. cool you've got some like Drake UKG type mm. stuff you've got <laughs> you've got Cardi B doing yeah. what is it uh, Kanye is usually a baller at, at samples. samples yeah you've yeah. got to use samples really wisely you've got to use them in a way that it, you can't rely on them yeah. you need to use Stop them to emphasize yeah, but it needs to already be good but why but you're gonna drop two tracks but, those tracks should be indicative of what is to come no not with Kanye Kanye is all like why would he be like here's my worst two tracks I think because he's Kanye this is a complete this is what he always does this is an extension of Kanye's marketing but <laughs> always. to put shit songs out no he's put all the lyrics are all shit stirring and this Donald Trump yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, and, the, I mean the gibberish, it's, it's, he's trolling. The, he's so, only, yeah. the gibberish thing is one thing, but yay versus the people. Now, this is where it gets. <laughs> I mean, don't you, get think, don't you think there's a big. He's just doing a big fat lol that he's like, all these wine mobs are really angry with him, and now he's released a song with shoopy doopy doop in it. And <laughs> no one really knows what's going on. Now Scoop they're kind of dancing. Whoop de whoop de I actually wrote them out. Don't in you the think show it's notes. kind of a fucking? It goes scoop de whoop, whoopy de scoop de whoop, poop poop. That's in the show notes. So yay versus the people, which features Ti. So this is like he actually raps in this one. This is where it gets like with Ti. It's like a debate. So he's kind of giving his side with regards to Trump and shit. Ti is kind of playing, you know, the counterpoint. Which I will say, the weird move from Ti, who is like tweeting lots of really anti-Trump sentiment. But even though he's kind of in this track, his the argument against it is kind of weak. I feel like Kanye wouldn't put up an actually good argument against him, surely, in his own track. It doesn't really make sense for Ti's political stance to be doing this because he is tacitly supporting Kanye. You know, even though in the in the track he's like, you know, you sometimes you get tracks and it's like a girl's singing and a guy's rapping and they're kind of like a couple and they're arguing back and forth, but it's not real. Yeah, that's what this feels like, except. I mean, they're pals as well, aren't they? Yeah, like it doesn't make sense Is Ti just riding this wave because it politically doesn't make sense for him? I think so. As a move, I think so. I think well, from what he's spoken like on Twitter and stuff, that he he's he's like, I disagree with Ye. I still love him though, and I'm gonna support him, and I'm gonna try and you know to get through this with him. Yeah. So that appears to be his like incentive on featuring in this track. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I do think that this track uh, kind of shows Kanye's kind of 
lack of real thought about you know the whole MAGA situation. I mean, it, one again, of lines, it's all love, love, love. Yeah, one of the lines is actually wearing the hat will show people that we're equal. Like you said, yeah. he's wearing the hat, but he's not actually doing anything yeah. with that wearing of the hat. The it's, act alone of wearing the hat and saying that wearing the hat makes you equal doesn't do that thing. Yeah. You have to actually do something. You can't just be like, oh, well, I'm wearing it, therefore me and Donald Trump are on a level. Hey, T.I. calls it a dusty ass dusty hat. Dusty ass hat. <laughs> Good one, T.I. Good dirty ass hat. <laughs> I'm really keeping dirty. the side up there. This dirty hat. <laughs> dirty ass hat. <laughs> I feel like I've annoyed you, Roma, by slagging off the new candy. No, seconds. no, I just, I don't have very much, to, I actually don't have very much to say about it. I just, I'm not, no. I'm not very annoyed. I just want to hold my... Uh, outrage or stuff because I just feel like he's trolling us or like there's something not there's something I'm missing sure. here. I mean I'm just reading I this as like, like an like a face value I feel value like it's like one of the you know the start of like parrot like rap songs where they'll like parody the news and they'll be like Kanye mm. today Mr. Kanye yeah. West yeah. don't you miss when they used Donald to do Trump? bits on rap albums skits. where you'd have like a, yeah. like five, five or six skits and it's like I'm trying to have a bop I don't want your like rappers. Also, rappers' skits are never funny. Like yes, they are. They're like, rarely ludicrous. worth it. Kanye. You don't want to listen one. to it every time you're listening through the yeah, album. That, you though. just skip like, it's so annoying. You just skip them. Um, on the Frank Ocean album, the one where his mom calls him and she's just like, "Don't do drugs. Don't do marijuana. Um, don't do that cocaine." I thought that was that's quite funny. Like the first two times, and it's like yeah. skip. Greeting. Please, please. <laughs> Unstar. Yeah. Um, uh, but <clears throat> I just I just think that there's a, another uh, shoe waiting to drop. I'm happy to be proved wrong. Yeah, I can't. Worst comes to the worst. Trump's uh, Kanye mm. West is right wing. Ain't yeah. the end of the like, world. Like all the there's people loads of other there's, there's a loads of other people of color. Yeah, Did you see that that Onion article that was like Kanye West is just what the fact that Kanye is supporting Trump is is great for. Taylor Swift because it's taking the focus off of the, the, the swastika tattoo that she's got on her face. <laughs> yes. yes, that was so funny. I saw some people commenting on that being like, oh my God, is she really? <laughs> yes. It's so funny. I mean, I am, I am going to take these tracks at face value for now because we don't know yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's not that deep. I don't but think it's I that deep I do think yet. that Lift Yourself is weak and I do think that Yay is like, it kind of, to me it was reminiscent of one of those like Eminem tracks it's like fake deep it's like you're trying to say something you're actually saying anything mm. like <laughs> this, best isn't, album of last this year. isn't a where is the love mm. yeah. do you know what I mean uh, I remember December you need to Eminem this poster is like December this December M was highlighted is it better if I rap about crack? Huh? Because it's cultural? Or how about I'm gonna shoot you? Or fuck your bitch? I would or rather. Or how about all this Gucci because I'm fucking rich? I would rather listen to that. 50 million times and watch like the opening monologue of the Oscars or also, any of the speeches from the Golden Globes. He was in the sunken place, like, but he's still there. I was in the Honey, sunken place. You're still in the sunken place. You see the pictures work. of his house? No. Kanye's sunken house. place house. Or is that not his house? When he was like, ain't no colours up in here or whatever. And it was like, I think it was a picture of his house. His house? The one that he called sunken, sunken place. Kanye West's. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, it was just like all white and cream and. Marble, it was terrifying. 
creepy as fuck. Yeah, well, that is very what you like do when you get Kim Kardashian aesthetic. It's all like muted greys and camels and I really, honestly, as a side note, I really hate that. I think it looks cheap. Yeah, I think it looks like cheap stuff trying to look expensive. That's what rich people do now, though. They spend a lot of money trying to look personal style. Yeah, you know that like kind of brownie purple lipstick and mm. the thick eyebrows yeah. and the full lips and the and the loads the of contour. It means that she's never going to Every- be in like a worse dress list because she has essentially a uniform and her stylist ah. just sticks to that uniform. But that's really popular Dumb. now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've, they've made it like Pretty Little Thing, the website entirely sells rip-offs of the kind of like grey-brown cream Why, shit that it's they wear. It's just so... I mean, do you, y'all? It's but like, But it is really dull. Man. But I, yeah. I like it. I mean, there are a lot of it's people that do just dress off of like, you know, you go into Topshop and there's people that will just wear head-to-toe what is on a mannequin. Mm. Like, people don't really want to have to make those decisions. And if those decisions can be made for them and they can still feel like they're kind of participating in the culture without any of the risk... Yeah. then people like to do that you know that, that kind of like liquid nude lipstick that makes your lips look like a butthole also if yeah. you eat anything it just like crumbles off yeah yeah really dry it looks like like you need a glass of butthole water butthole mouth <laughs> no. butthole yeah. mouth yeah, it looks like you've been out for beige. three days and you've taken too much ketamine and someone needs that to give you a glass of water that rigor mortis is so <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't really have anything else to say about Cardi no, no um, I think that we'll we'll come back to it when it's really shows proper a little shorter we're trying to be a snappier, and also it means that we We're can deliver you an extra episode. <laughs> means that we can deliver You're obsessed with sex. Episode. We get I'm an it. incel. I am obsessed with sex. She is. Anyway, um, that brings us nicely on to housekeeping. This is where Roma's going to insert a clip of Christine Baskets. Housekeeping. <laughs> I was just giving it a gap, gap, so that we I can put my back hurts. Sorry, go ahead. This week is the first time that we've got a theme tune by Sunshower. Can you can you? listen to more of his stuff on soundcloud.com forward slash sunshower, I guess, uh, with some clips from God to be in it. Thank you very much. Our listener of the week this week is our patron, Robert J. Somin. I hope I pronounced that correctly. If not, I'm sorry. As always, you can well, get the Well, there goes his Patreon. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, you can listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, CastBox, or any fucking podcast thing. I don't You've know. You've got Stitcher. If uh, Rob wants to be on the show, you can be the up. first one in the stink. You the Do you want to be one in the stink, Rob? Gen- I touch. believe he's a journalist. Yeah. We'll see That would be cool. Uh, don't forget to rate yeah, and review oh, on yeah. iTunes if you rate alone we can't see your name we can't give you a shout out so if you do shout out to my dad again shout out to my dad again he made a joke about Neville Southall that we didn't quite shout oh, okay. out very well uh, don't forget you what? can listen to the exclusive no, bonus show on patreon.com forward slash three in the pink we're going to talk about incel we're on twitter just the one this <laughs> <laughs> one incel we know it's cool. really cool we're on Twitter, three in the pink pod. That's three the number. We're on Facebook, three in the pink the word. SoundCloud, three in the pink the word. Email three in the pink podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to get in touch with any suggestions for things you think we should talk about. You could just Google three in the. Actually, we're not famous enough that you no, could you just know, you can't three do that. Pink, but yeah, mm. hopefully, eventually, we'll get the Twitter handle that we want. And then at some point, we will we'll become more popular than the sex thing. <laughs> 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 But for now, we're pretty un-Googleable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, um, that's see you all. over on Patreon. Bye, bitch. Bye. Bye. Bye.